0: Just like running a marathon, donating a kidney isn't really easy, but the end result is completely worth it.
1: This is my fourth marathon, so you can run a marathon on one kidney.
0: That's marathon runner Jeanette Perez. She's also a living kidney donor. She's joined today by her kidney recipient and best friend, Tanya Trujillo. I'm Sarah Jane Castro, Director of Marketing and Communications for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and your host for this edition of The Journey Continues. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Hey there. So tell me a little bit about yourselves. How do you two know one another? We can start with uh, you, Tanya.
2: A little over five years ago, Jeanette had put in to be my uh, living kidney donor, and I actually didn't know her at the time.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So how did you find out, Jeanette, that Tanya needed a kidney?
2: Let's
1: say, long story short, it was a Facebook post from her now fiance. He's a pilot, and I had flown with him one time. And I answered that Facebook post, and here we are, five years later. I'm her living kidney donor, and she's my big sister and my best friend.
0: That's amazing. That's wonderful. (laughs) So, Tanya, tell me a little bit about your experience with kidney disease leading up to that point. When were you diagnosed with kidney disease or kidney failure?
2: Um, I was about 16, and I was diagnosed with IgA nephropathy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was pretty young at the time, so I didn't take it really seriously. They told me I didn't really need to worry about it yet because it just, you know, there's really nothing I could do yet. But then I just kind of forgot about it until I was in my 30s. And uh, my, my numbers started to decline pretty rapidly. And um, I think I was 38 when they said that my kidneys were failing and I was going to need to get on the kidney list, a uh, list for a kidney. So um, that's that's when I got on the list was in October of 2015.
0: So you were able to kind of stabilize your kidney health, it sounds like, for a while.
2: Yes, yes, and it went downhill pretty rapidly. Uh, my kidney function was, uh, I don't know, about thirty-five percent, um, like my GFR and everything. And then it it just took a big decline, just all in one year. And they said you need it, you 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 might need to go on dialysis, and you you should sign up for the for a kidney transplant.
0: Wow. Okay. So did you have to go on dialysis, or did you go straight to transplant?
2: Um, I got set up to do um, peritoneal dialysis, but I never mm. actually had to do it. My doctor, you know, said eat these things and avoid these things, and we'll just monitor you every week. And so I was set up, but I never actually had to do dialysis because I ended up getting a donor. So
0: that's wonderful. That's great news. So Jeanette uh, told us a little bit about the Facebook post your now fiance posted. What was that experience like waiting for a kidney? How long
2: were you on? Were you waiting before Jeanette stepped forward? Uh, she had contacted me in January and I only knew of one other person that got tested and it was a family member and he ended up not being a match. And then I knew they were testing somebody, but it was, you know, they, they obviously can't tell me who if it's not a family member or something. Yeah. She called me um, in January and told me that she was my donor. And I, at the time I had only met her one time and it was on Christmas. We, she happened to be flying on my aircraft and she was very curious and asking questions, but everybody was curious and asking questions about, Mm -hmm. you know, do I have a donor, you know, all that stuff. And so, but she had brought me donuts. And so in January when she, um, I actually, she texted me and she said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I brought you donuts on Christmas Day. I'm your kidney donor. And that was how she told me.
0: <laughs> donuts from your donor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned flying. You two are both flight attendants, correct? Yes. You'd only flown together that one time before the donation? Well,
2: I she was just a, a passenger on my aircraft. She was deadheading. Oh, wow. So We never even flew together. She had flown with my fiancé, but she had never flown with me.
0: That's incredible. So, Jeanette, what inspired you to want to donate to this person you'd only met one time?
1: Honest, to me, she was a stranger. I had only known of her from her fiancé. I mean, he spoke so highly of her, and it was the Facebook post. I saw it. He had... They had created this page, um, Teen Tanya, looking for a kidney. He had um, posted, you know, that she was ill, and you know that they had gone through different people, and this is kind of like their last avenue, kind of looking for a donor. And when I first got out of high school, I was working at a nursing home and kind of going into the medical field before I became a flight attendant, and I had seen dialysis and i'd seen people going through kidney failure and i kind of know what that looks like and it she's so young and mm-hmm. to see a flight attendant going through that i was like that that could be anyone that's it really kind of broke my heart i was very sad for her and my whole thing was she's so young and it's very sad and i was like oh I, if i can help her why not yeah, if it was wonderful. meant to be it's meant to be so i contacted the um person who was their coordinator. And at first, she said, hey, we have somebody testing. We only do one person at a time. Um, I'll contact you if this person doesn't go through. And it actually took a couple of weeks, and I got an email. Hey, you're next on the list if you would like to start testing. And I was like, hey, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Honestly, there was no big grand, I need to do this. I'm going to save a life. For me, it was never that. It was very much so if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And that's kind of my whole mentality throughout the whole thing. And that's just kind of where I went with it.
0: And it sounds like it was indeed meant to be then. 100%. (laughs) So what did you know about living donation, if anything, before you started this process?
1: Absolutely nothing. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I mean, other than Google and what was kind of sent to me from the hospital and from the donation center, I really didn't know much, but I
0: learned a lot. What were some of those things that you learned that were maybe surprising to you?
1: Um, First off, how many people are waiting, which is so incredibly surprising. And the second thing is, I don't want to say how easy it is, because that's going to sound terrible, but really my part wasn't hard. My part was the easy part. I was helping someone. I had to go through a lot, but really I didn't. I didn't have to give up much other than time, and if I could tell people, you know, any stranger or anyone else, like, hey, you could save somebody's life, and you're really not giving up much. and. You know, they could trust that it's actually happening, that they could actually do that. I think that I would tell everyone to do it. So when people see me and they're like, you actually did that. And it was a stranger at first. You know, I I love telling people that. Yeah,
0: it's an incredible story. It's wonderful. When you told your family or friends or other coworkers that you were considering doing this, did anybody try to talk you out of it or was everybody encouraging? Well, I actually kept it a secret. (laughs)
1: From oh, everyone. Okay. <laughs> no one knew. Tanya was the first person that knew. So I didn't want to have any anyone give me their opinion or judgment mm-hmm. or anything of that sort until I knew that it was absolutely happening. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know for a fact. I mean, when the coordinator was telling me, you need to pick a date, it's absolutely happening. I still didn't believe them. I'm a match. Am I a match? Are you sure? Are we still going through with this? I just didn't believe it was happening because I was so excited, but I didn't want to get her excited. And really until like we could pick a date, I still didn't believe it was happening. So I really didn't tell anyone until I told Tanya. Wow. I kind of hinted at it, but I didn't tell anyone. And once I told her, I felt comfortable telling others and they were supportive. I think it took a little bit of convincing that it was actually happening for some people, but once I was very much adamant that this is happening, this is what I do it, I made my decision, I, everyone was very supportive.
0: That's great. That sounds like a big secret to sit on for a while. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so Tanya, what did it mean to you to have this this near stranger donate her kidney?
2: It really caught me off guard. We were actually moving out of an apartment that day and she texted me right when the movers showed up and I just was in shock. And so my fiance is like, why don't you just go in the other room and call her? And so I did and I was just in shock the whole time. I couldn't believe somebody I didn't know would want to, you know, save my life with a kidney. And so I, I don't even remember them moving, like moving the stuff out of our apartment because I was just on the phone for the whole time and just in shock.
0: It really is incredible that this near stranger is saying, here, have mine. It's, it's really yeah. wonderful. So it sounds like this donation really changed your relationship since you went from near strangers to uh, Jeanette described you as her, her sister. Now, tell me a little yes. bit about that, yes. how your relationships changed.
2: Well, I mean, Jeanette's the little sister I never had. I don't know. She's just, she's such a blessing to our family because, you know, me and Todd, my fiance, we talk about it all the time. We can't imagine life without Jeanette in it, you know, and, and we just, it's not even about the kidney really anymore. Like she's just a part of our family, you know, she just happened to give me a life saving kidney, but I mean, she's just (laughs) such a big part of our family now.
0: That's amazing. And after the transplant, did everything go
2: smoothly for both of you, recovery-wise? For me, it, everything went really smoothly. I felt incredible. The next morning, people would come to visit me, and they were like, "Wow, your coloring is your your coloring is different. You're not gray. You ha- you look healthy, you know." And my kidney was just working really strong right away. I've been very lucky.
0: That's wonderful. What about for you, Jeanette? How did you feel recovery-wise?
1: I honestly was surprised on how she felt. It was, like she said, immediate. I didn't think that it was going to be so quick, and I was super impressed. I didn't realize that's all it took. <laughs> like, <laughs> here, have my kidney. Feel better. <laughs> but I, I mean, it, a couple days stay at the hospital and then staying around the hospital, little aches and pains, but completely worth it. That's I'm so fine.
0: <laughs> it's it's good.
2: I love If I that. could grow another one,
0: I would give it away again. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that from other living donors. If I could do I it have again, two. I that's, yeah. That's it's wonderful. so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so did the transplant change your lives and jobs at all? Or are you both just you're still you're still flight attendants, you're still healthy? Would you say the the transplant for you, Jeanette, impacted your life uh, or changed how you do things?
1: I am it didn't change my job. It didn't, I mean, I have a big sister now. I always say that I got the better end of the stick, and I say it every single year because (laughs) I think I did. I got a big sister. I got a best friend. I mean, she can eat all the foods that she wants, and she has a brand-new kidney, but I win. So (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) I can't donate another kidney. So there's that. But I, I tell people all the time that they can do it. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. We'll just say that.
0: And you're doing something really incredible later this year. You're running the Chicago marathon with team kidney. Is this your first marathon? This is my fourth marathon. Oh, wow. Have you run others since you donated?
1: I have ran three, so wow. you
0: can run a marathon on one kidney. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Probably makes you a little bit lighter, too, going across yeah, the Yeah, three line. ounces or so. <laughs> 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 a little faster. <laughs> so what inspired you to run with Team Kidney this year?
1: Well, I said I would run a, a marathon this year if I found a charity that I felt I uh, inspire to run for, and that was, that was it. That was the one that popped up for me. There was a spot there for me, and that was pretty much it. That's what stuck out. If I see anything kidney-related, I'm there for it, and it's been <laughs> like that for the past
0: five years. <laughs> well, We're so glad to have you on the team. Living with one kidney hasn't changed anything about your ability to train or run or anything? No.
1: Nope, that's – Honestly, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate.
0: And what's going to help you keep going as you're training and you're you're trying to cross that 26-mile line? What, what's going to be on your mind trying to keep you going? I, You know, the
1: stories and the motivation behind trying to get, you know, more support for the Kidney Foundation and, you know, stories like Tanya and the other ones – that I've been reading on our page. It's just knowing that there are people out there that need help. I think that that's a lot of motivation. You know, I can do things that others can't and I think that's a big thing. It's just trying to get support for people that actually need the help and just all that the, the Kidney Foundation is doing for those people out there. It's, it's
0: really, that's, that's a big motivator. Tanya, what does it mean to you that Jeanette's doing this for Team Kidney?
2: For her to be able to, you know, do a fundraiser and to show people that you can do this incredible thing, run a marathon with one kidney. You know, I just I don't know. It touches me every day when I think about all the things that Jeanette does for other people and to show people that, hey, you you anybody could donate a kidney. It's just incredible. There
0: truly are like just superheroes all around us, aren't there?
2: Yes, definitely.
0: So Jeanette, what advice do you have for someone who's considering living donation?
1: Well, other than just do it. (laughs) I I have had a lot of people reach out because they're interested. And honestly, I'm just a very average, normal, you know, now 30-something-year-old gal. When I donated, I was... 28 and again just an average 28 year old flight attendant normal chick from chicago and honestly a little research and a little chatting with others who have done it it doesn't take much convincing if you have a little empathy a little heart you can do it there's a little mental and a little emotional in it i think anyone can do it if you if you're Honestly thinking about it, you probably are like seventy-five percent
0: there. That's really it. Yeah, that's if great you're considering advice. it, you're probably already there. <laughs> that's fantastic advice. Tanya, what advice
2: do you have for someone who's waiting for a kidney? Don't give up hope because it your life will completely change if you can can get a kidney. Don't and don't be scared to put yourself out there. I didn't want to make a Facebook post you know, I'm not used to asking people for help. So that was a really big deal when uh, my fiance, Todd was like, we have to put it out on Facebook because then everybody's going to see it. And so uh, he helped me write a post and we did it. I need a kidney. I need help. And I had multiple strangers that I didn't know actually contact me. Just putting the word out makes people curious.
0: That's fantastic advice. They don't know if they don't, no, I guess.
2: Would be yeah, exactly. eloquent way to, to put it. <laughs> um,
0: so, Jeanette, where can people support you as you're raising money and um, training for the marathon? I have my
1: on the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois page. I have my um, fundraising page. And then on my Instagram, page, hey Jeanette, I also have a link there. So there's that. And then, I mean, also you can just support in general the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois page for the marathon.
0: Okay, perfect. And we'll put that um, link for your fundraising page in in the notes for this episode so folks can find you easily. Thank you. And we can, of course, always use uh, cheerleaders on the sideline to help us cheer on the rest of Team Kidney as well. Oh, yes. On October 10th of this year. Were you you living in Washington at the time of transplant and did living in different states impact the ability to donate?
2: Yeah, we actually, the ironic thing was the apartment we were moving out of was downtown Chicago. We were temporarily living there for work and then we transferred back to Seattle. And so when Jeanette called me and said she was my donor, we were just leaving Illinois to move back to Seattle because I was all my doctors were in the Seattle area. And so I was much more comfortable going to the doctors I've already had with my kidney stuff. Jeanette had to make the sacrifice uh, for the kidney. She had to come out here, she got tested. And then during the transplant, she had to stay, I think it was for two weeks after, just to make sure that everything was okay with her after she gave me the kidney. She made the big sacrifice there. It
0: probably helps being a flight attendant. You probably get some flight benefits to travel back and forth, I imagine.
1: There was a little bit of ease with that. It was, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I had um, a couple of companions come stay with me. I had
0: some babysitters, so it was <laughs> nice. What was the testing process like when you were finding out if you were a match? Did you, were you able to do the testing here in Chicago, or did you have to go to Seattle for that?
1: Well, originally, since she and all of her doctors are in Seattle, they had asked me to start the testing out there. And because I was here, I kind of asked, can I start out here at least with the first testing? And it was something like 24 tubes of blood or something of that sort. And I, of course, was like, hey, if it's meant to be again, it's meant to be. But I'm kind of... I don't know if I'm going to be a match. We'll see. And we did the 24 tubes out here and I got a call, you know, a few days later saying, Hey, you're, you're kind of a match. And after that first phone call, I flew out to Seattle. And then I was doing back and forth Seattle, Chicago, Seattle, Chicago. And then at some point they said, you need to keep coming out here to Seattle. We can't do Chicago for you anymore. And it was almost like a weekly thing where I was going out there for all the big testing at the hospital out there that I ended up donating my kidney at. Wow. That's quite a commitment. I know. Tanya has to love me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's stuck with me.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to thank you both for your time um, and for sharing your story with us. I'm so glad that you're Tanya, that you're five years kidney strong and that Jeanette you're feeling great after donating and, Able to run your fourth marathon this year. Um, it's been a real pleasure talking to both of you. Thank you,
1: Sarah. I, thank, thank you for cool. having us. Yeah, thank
0: you. If you'd like to help take the fight against kidney disease to the finish line, consider running with Team Kidney. Visit nkfi.org/team-kidney. If you want to change the life of someone waiting for a transplant, consider living donation. Visit nkfi.org to learn more. At the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois, prevention is a big part of our mission. That's why we offer a health and nutrition tip at the end of every episode. Here's Dr. Melissa Press.
3: Here's today's nutrition tip about probiotics and prebiotics. As defined by the National Institutes of Health, probiotics are live microorganisms that are intended to have health benefits when consumed or applied to the body. They can be found in foods such as yogurt, fermented foods, dietary supplements, and beauty products. Probiotics help your body maintain or replenish a healthy community of microorganisms. Probiotics may also influence your body's immune response. They've been used to treat gastrointestinal conditions like antibiotic-associated diarrhea, inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel disease, diverticular disease, dental disorders like tooth decay and gum disease, conditions related to allergies like hay fever, asthma, atopic dermatitis, and other conditions like acne, urinary tract infections, and upper respiratory infections. If you're looking to add some probiotic rich foods to your diet, try yogurt, buttermilk, sourdough bread, cottage cheese, kombucha, tempa, fermented pickles, fermented sauerkraut, kimchi, or miso soup. Prebiotics come from plant fibers and aid in the growth or activity of beneficial microorganisms in your gut. Fruits, vegetables, and whole grains are especially those that contain complex carbohydrates such as fiber and resistant starch, contain most of the prebiotics in our diet. Prebiotics can help you absorb calcium, change the rate at which foods cause your blood sugar to rise, Ferment foods faster to help you have regular bowel movements and keep the cells that line your gut healthy. Foods that contain prebiotics include apples, artichokes, asparagus, bananas, barley, berries, flax seeds, garlic, green vegetables, leeks, legumes, oats, onions, tomatoes, soybeans, and wheat. Some foods may also be fortified with prebiotics such as bread, cereals, and cookies. Try to get prebiotics from your food versus a supplement. With today's nutrition tip, I'm Melissa Prest, a registered dietitian nutritionist and the foundation dietitian for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois.
0: The Journey Continues is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and sponsored by Donate Life Illinois. To learn more about kidney disease and living donation, visit www.nkfi.org. To register to become an eye, tissue, and organ donor, visit lifegoeson.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to and leave a review for The Journey Continues in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is produced by Rivet. To hear more great podcasts, visit rivet360.com.